Good morning, dear friends, holy believers in Yahuwah, Yahushua, and our sacred Ruach HaKodesh, Shekinat El, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, welcome. This is Senior Pastor Michael Whitlock with the Nazarene Ministry, Beth Nazarene, the House of the Nazarene. Today we're going to be looking at Isaiah 41, yes, I hate you in Hebrew. And we're going to be talking a little bit about in this pre-preparatory lesson, why Hebrew is so important, why it's considered the sacred language, and how we've been led away from it. As I light the candle to draw the light of God into this studio. I pray you do the same. Baruch Adonai Yahu Elohenu Melaka alam Blessed are you, O Lord Yahovah, King of the universe, who sanctified us by your commandments, Commanded us to be a light for the nations and gave us Yahushua Messiah, the light of the world. Amen. And remember our Messiah taught us, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood stays in me and I stay in him. That's from the Hebrew, my friends. Once again, let me remind you, if you need to call us, 702-773-8159. Now, Isaiah 41, please turn your Bibles to that chapter. And let's see what our Father God Almighty has in store for us in this valuable prophecy of Isaiah. Holy Father, fill this lesson with your presence. Give us Holy Spirit teaching ability, utterance, unction, every gift of the Holy Spirit. We pray in the name and blood of the most powerful name, Yahushua, Yahoo saves. Amen. Be silent before me, you coastlands, and let peoples renew their power. Be silent before me. There are times when we need to come before the Father God Almighty and learn that prayer is a two-way communication. We make our wants, needs, knows, our, 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 our desires known to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Always pray in the name and blood of your Savior, 
Yahushua Messiah. You get the immediate attention of our Father. Because on your prayer and on you will come out words you otherwise would never have spoken. Now we have to learn to be silent, to hear the response of the Father God Almighty. And it may not be in that second or moment. And it may be the unction of God's Holy Spirit that leads you to a verse in the Bible, which is the answer to your problem. This is why I say it's so important that you get in this Bible every day. You learn it. You know it. It becomes natural to you. When you see things happen in life, it reminds you of things in the Bible. That's how we need to know the Bible. That our first reactatory system is the word of the Father God Almighty. Not the world. Not some sports figure or model or actor, actress. But our first reaction, our first response is biblical. Now you know that the word of God is being seated in your heart. Because from the heart comes these deep conscious thoughts of the Father God Almighty, the divine. So we have to absorb the word of God in our eyes, in our ears, for God commands that we see it, that means read it, and we hear it every year. And as you've heard me say before, this is why I have the Bible on tape. I have it in my phone. So that if I'm driving down the highway, I can be listening to whatever the Father asked me to listen to. Now I'm driving along and I'm hearing the Word of God. In time, you will be so absorbed into the Word of God that your response, your first and immediate response to everything is the word of God. You'll be watching a movie and you'll go, oh, that reminds me of Moses. Oh, that reminds me of Samson. Oh, that reminds me of Yahushua. Oh, that reminds me of Peter. That reminds me because you're so absorbed in the word of God. Now, you don't need to say these things out loud. You can be thinking them in your consciousness. And I'll give you an example. Years and years and years ago, when I saw a monk levitate, the first thing that came to my mind, and this is years ago, I was in my early 20s. I would say I was approximately 24 when, I, when this occurred. 24, 25 years old. I'm now 70. 
years ago, I saw this man, a monk, levitate. The first thing that came to my consciousness was, our Christ walked on water. Because water could not support his weight. And then when Peter said, Master, may I come to you? And he said, yes. And Peter stepped out on the water. And then when his faith doubted, he sunk in the water and he cried out, Master, Master, save me. And the master came and picked him up out of the water on the water. So not only is the master levitating himself above the water, now he's levitating the weight of Peter, holding him by the arm and walking him back to the boat. And they both get in. My first thought when I saw this man levitate was our savior walked on water. And this was witnessed not only by the apostles or top ones is the true Hebrew translation, but it was also witnessed by other people because the Roman spies told it to Pontius Pilate. Now understand this. If a soldier of Rome lied to a proculator, a governor of an area, that governor was the exact representative of Caesar there on that area. Pontius Pilate, when he got the reports of thousands being fed with a few loaves and fishes, walking on water, the dead raised, all kinds of sicknesses and diseases and people with missing limbs were being healed, growing new hands, new feet, new limbs. The deaf are hearing. The dumb are speaking. The blind are seeing. All manner of healing was reported to Pontius Pilate. Now, back to my point. If a Roman soldier spy reported misinformation to Pontius Pilate, he would be put on a cross in front of his family. First, they would torture his family, and that included his children, in front of him. And they would line up all the other soldiers that were in that district to witness this, to make a point. You lie to Punch's pilot. This will happen to you and your family. Then this soldier who lied got to witness. They might have skinned his family and then soaked them in oil and set them on fire. And he had to watch them die in absolute misery. Torture. Then they would kill him torturously so there was no lying about our Messiah to Pontius Pilate Pontius Pilate wrote in his archival letters to Caesar all of these miracles and that's why they feared our Messiah so greatly they feared him if he would have led a 
rebellion against the Roman government. They were in great fear. Great fear. Silence. We must learn to meditate. Be silent before me. Before who? The Father God Almighty. Be silent before me, you coastlands, and let peoples renew. We renew ourselves through prayer and meditation. Let peoples renew their power. It's self-empowering to study the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God. Now, I'm not talking about Middle Eastern or Eastern meditation, yogic positions. I'm talking about sitting in your easy chair. We're Americans. Sit in your easy chair, put your foot feet up, breathe calmly, read the word of God. Find a verse that is resounding to you, that's music to you. Find a verse that you just love and just sit there quietly, hearing it quietly, over and over again in your mind. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, that could be one. There are so many I could give you all you got to do is call 702-773-8159. And I will teach you about breathing. I will teach you about meditating on the word of God. Teach you the prayer for lighting your candle so that the presence of the Father God, his Holy Son, and the sacred Holy Spirit will fill the room where you pray and meditate. So we read on. Let them come near, then let them speak. Let us come together for right ruling. And what is right ruling? It's referring to the righteousness and holiness of God's commandments, statutes, ordinances, his laws. Because a kingdom that rules through greed, avarice, corruption, briberies, propaganda is an evil kingdom. God showed his nobility and dignity and divinity by giving us the sacred commandments in this prayer, it says very clearly, Blessed are you, O Lord Yahovah, King of the universe, who sanctified us, sanctification, cleansed us, made us holy, set apart, and righteous by your commandments, and commanded us to be a light for the nations, and gave us Yahushua Messiah, the light of the world. Very critical we understand that. Now we read on. 
who raised up the righteous one from the east, called him to his foot, gave the nations before him and made sovereigns submit to him. He gave them as the dust to his sword and as driven stubble to his bow. Who are we talking about? David. But there are theologians that would argue that this is the Messiah. So then you say to me, well, what is our Messiah's sword? What is his bow? Read Revelation. From the mouth of our Holy Savior will come words that are like a two-edged sword. In other words, with his word, he can strike down nations. With his bow. I think you get the meaning. If you have any question about any of these verses from the Hebrew, call me 702-773-8159 and we'll be happy to spend the time needed to help you understand. Who raised up the righteous one from the east, called him to his foot, gave the nations before him and made sovereigns submit to him. He gave them as the dust to his sword, as driven stubble to his bow. He pursued them, passed over in safety by a path that he had not gone with his feet. Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, Yahovah, am the first and with the last I am he. So, here's Yeshayahu, Isaiah, in English, prophesying so, so, so many, 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 many years before our Messiah and making it clear he's talking about these different divinely blessed people, including our Messiah, and the work they are to do. What is your purpose? What is your destiny? What is the work that you should be doing? Are you living a life that you shouldn't be living? And the blessing that you would have living the life that God destined you to live has not yet come to you. Remember, if you need prayer, counseling, direction, how to find your purpose in life, call us at 702-773-8159. It doesn't cost you a penny. All right, now. Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, Yahovah, am the first, and with the last, I am He. 
Now, of course, in this translation, it actually reads the letters yod he vav he in Hebrew, which is pronounced. And I love this pronunciation that was given by God to Nehemiah or Nehemi, modern day man of God, a incredibly well-taught Hebrew reading and speaking man of our time. And he has shown us by the inspiration of the Father God Almighty how to pronounce that name. Not Yahweh, not Jehovah, Yahovah. Coastlands see it and fear. The ends of the earth are afraid. They draw near and come. Everyone helps his neighbor and says to his brother, be strong. We are to love each other, help each other, encourage each other. And the craftsman encourages the goldsmith. He who smooths with the hammer inspires him. Inspire, excuse me, inspires him who strikes the anvil. Saying of the joining, it is good. And he fastens it with nails so it does not totter. But you, Israel, are my servant. Are you the servant of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm in the desert, and it's dry out here. <clears throat> you know, I could edit all this out, and I don't, because I want you to understand, I'm a man. And there are men and women out there just like me. And God can use you. Now, yes, there are times when I go to radio studios and TV studios and they edit if I happen to cough or sneeze or something. These broadcasts and podcasts that I make for my own mini studios, I decided to just talk with you, steady with you, read with you the word of God. <clears throat> without excuse, without editing. And just like you, I am trying to become a better man. I am not perfect. Just a man. Now, <clears throat> But you, Israel, are my servant. Are you the servant of the Father God Almighty? Yes. The answer is yes to that. And are you Israel? Yes, you are. Paul made it very clear. All of us are grafted back into the tribe, the wild olive leaf branch of the tribe of Jacob. Who got renamed from Jacob to Israel? Jacob. 
when he was wrestling with the angel in the wilderness. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the angel told him, you will no longer be called Jacob. You will be called Israel. <clears throat> now in Hebrew, Jacob's name is Yahakah, whom I have chosen the descendants of Abraham, my friend. Now notice right here, God spells out through the prophet Yeshayahu, and God told Abraham himself, you are my friend. Oh, I pray for the day when I and you and all of us can hear the word of God say to us, you are my friend. What a glorious day that will be for all of us. Are we the servants of Israel? Are we Israel, the chosen people that God, yes, we are. It doesn't matter. You've got to realize all of the people that came out of Egypt, they weren't all pure blood descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were a mix. There were Ethiopians. There were Asian slaves. Moses took out of Egypt all the slaves. That was common practice in history that countries would give slaves to Pharaoh, who at that time was the richest and most powerful military force on the face of the planet. They would give slaves a lifetime of labor to Pharaoh. As Pharaoh said, these slaves are mine. All that they own is mine. And that's the way he looked at it. He was wrong, but that's the way he looked at it. And that's the way the people of the time looked at it. Understanding that, now we look at this historically. Who were the people who came out of Egypt? Yes, there were the pure blood of the 12 tribes. But within those 12 tribes who had married mixed blood people, Egyptians, they had married different other slaves from Ethiopia and other countries. It was a mix. God spiritually calls us. So it doesn't matter that I'm of Irish, Scottish, American, Indian, Cherokee, Indian, bloodline what matters is that my heart and my spirit have been circumcised into the tribe of my Messiah and he leads me to the Father and what 
purifies me is his blood sacrifice. What purifies my blood is by taking his communion weekly. His blood is in my blood. My blood is in his blood. And his blood purifies me perfectly. So that I, like him, am now the pure bloodline that goes right back to Adam and Eve. And he said, I am the son of Adam. So there you go. Spiritual circumcision into the pure blood tribes of Israel. That's us. Yahakob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend in English whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest parts and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. God does not reject us. No matter where we come from on the earth, God does not reject us. He has open arms to all of us. He loves us. So we're in chapter 41 of Yesahay, Isaiah in English. And we're going to end at verse 10. And we're going to start again. Please listen carefully to this lesson. It will help you to know who you are and how the Father loves you and welcomes you to himself through our Messiah. What did Messiah teach us? In the book of John, he says to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Senior Pastor Michael Whitlock with the Nazarene Ministry. That's Beth Nazarene. It means the house of the Nazarene. We've been out here more than 20 years. We are a ordained ministry and a licensed ministry. Not that that's important to God Almighty, but it seems to be important to governments and people. Someday I hope that all of you can rise above all that nonsense. It truly will happen when our Savior comes back. It's 8.44 a.m. out here in Las Vegas. I pray that you have an excellent day. I truly pray for those who hear this program that this is one of the best days you ever have in your entire life. I mean that. You need healing. You need prayer of any kind, please call. You need prosperity prayer, please call. I have a list of prosperity verses sitting right in front of me. And right now, I know there are a lot of people out there who've been out of work, 
Maybe they've been on unemployment. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. But they are in need of prosperity. God is in control of it all. You know, many of us, and I was very much like this before I could see the bigger picture. Many of us think <clears throat> I went out and got education. I went out and got work experience. I went out and got a job. Nothing that we do. Nothing that we do. is not known by the Father God Almighty. And the Father's calling on those who believe in him. The Father is guiding you to all that you do. Now Satan is out there and he's trying to lead you away from the Father God, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's trying to deceive you, con you. He'll even try to disguise himself as the most perfect voice, angel, child to trick you, deceive you in every way possible. This is why we need clarity through the word of God, prayer, and deep meditation in the Word of God so that we can clearly see the bigger picture. All is possible with the Father God Almighty and God is in control. Now God gives us free will to see what choices we will make. He put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Gave them everything they could possibly want or need. And he gave them free will choice to decide to choose God or to choose Satan. They made a mistake. Satan used their naivety, their childlike naivety, to deceive them and bring sin into the reality we live in. We call it earth. Satan is control and rules the world. We are on God's green earth. And we are here. We are in this, but we are not to be of the world. What's that mean? It means we have got to learn how to make the proper choice between worldly deception, conisms, propaganda, agendas that would leave us all to death, evil, perversion, corruption, or we choose life, paradise on earth. So you say to me, Pastor, paradise on earth we can have heaven on earth our savior said on earth as it is in heaven for that to happen we must be walking in 
the living, breathing, talking will of the Father God Almighty. So you say to me, well, pastor, I don't hear the voice of God. I don't hear Yeshua. All the years I've prayed, I've never heard a voice. Read the word of God. That is God's voice to you. That is God speaking to you. And if you would just do that. And maybe you might go a whole lifetime. And God calls you home to paradise. Without you ever hearing his voice. But I guarantee you, if you keep reading this word of God, you are hearing the voice of God. You are reading the voice of God. Every time you go to church and a pastor is reading a verse from the word of God, you are hearing God's voice speak to you. Are you listening? So as you hear me read these verses from the Hebrew, which is the sacred language, God himself said Hebrew is the sacred language. God himself, when he knocked Paul off the horse, spoke to Paul in Hebrew. Now, Paul could read and write Latin. Paul could read and write Greek. What language did even the Roman guards hear coming out of the white light and the cloud speaking to Paul Hebrew they reported it to Pontius Pilate Paul was spoken to in Hebrew by our Savior who was God on earth the physical incarnate God God created the impregnation of Miriam through the Holy Spirit, not a man. She bore the Messiah. The Messiah is God on earth. That's what the name Emmanuel prophesied by Isaiah. El, God, Manu, with us, man with us, God. God with us. So when that voice came out of that cloud, that was a physical being, God himself who became a physical being, speaking in a physical voice to Paul. Now, Paul witnessed that he not only heard the voice, but he saw Messiah. And the light of Messiah, because he's so one with the non-physical being, Father God, creator of heaven and earth, and God creator created the conception through the Holy Spirit to create the body for God to be able to walk on earth in a physical body. Paul heard him speak and saw him speak. And the light from the cloud and from Messiah was so bright that it blinded him. Messiah having mercy on Paul and Paul saying the right thing. Yes, Lord. 
said, go into this town and my servant will pray for you and your sight will be restored. Read it for yourself. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless all those with your holy presence in this lesson. Bless all those who need you, Father, as I need you. Father God, be merciful. Save us from the fires of hell. We take and confess your Son, our Holy Savior. All that he did for us, all the torture that he bore, and he took and put him on a cross. Every sin forgiven by our Savior. And the promise of paradise from the cross to us. They took him down from that cross and put him in a rich man's tomb. And as he promised, I am the resurrection and the life. You, Father God Almighty, resurrected that body that you dwelt in to walk again on earth. And it was witnessed by the Romans, by the guards of the Pharisees and Sadducees of the temple, the temple guards. They tried to cover it up, but it was witnessed by too many people. Hundreds of people witnessed. He walked the earth for 40 days and then ascended into heaven. And that was witnessed by hundreds. Have mercy on us. Keep teaching us and training us. Send your healing mercy to us all. I pray this for everyone listening and myself. In the name of Yahushua, his true Hebrew name, Messiah, Emmanuel by his holy blood 